This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Ruth chapter 2 and then verse 5 as we begin here. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? The servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It's the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not my daughter? Go not to glean in another field. Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have not I charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowed herself to the ground, said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldst take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Boaz answered, said unto her, It hath been fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore." The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like one of of thine handmaidens. So, our last time in Ruth, we saw how Ruth learned the most impressive, sorry, how Boaz learned the most impressive points about Ruth with, and from his foreman. He had this conversation that we just read about, and his foreman filled him in. And we saw that, that the first information that Boaz learned about Ruth was in verse 6. It's the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. See, what did, what did Boaz understand about Ruth when he heard that? 
the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab? Did, did Boaz only understand that Ruth was just a foreigner and needed some, a helping hand to get established in a new home? Did, Boaz understood far more than this, far more. He, we can see in our mind as we're looking at this from Boaz's point of view, these words slowly percolating down through his mind, his thinking. He's saying, Ruth, the Moabitish damsel, came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. The first words to sink into his mind, the Moabitish damsel that came out of the country of Moab. See, from those words, Ruth, as a Moabite, he, he sees her as a Moabite. He sees her in her own country. He sees this country of Moab. Israel knew about the country of Moab. It was a big enemy of Israel, and that was a land of idols. That was a land of immorality. That was the land that sent the women, that, that, that defiled the, 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 the men, and, and, and the Jewish men, and caused the wrath of God to come down when Balaam was not able to, to curse them. So they were very familiar with the land of Moab as a land of darkness. The darkness in the land of Moab was a particular darkness. That particular darkness is described by Job. In Job 10.22, Job talks about this particular darkness when he says, a land of darkness as darkness itself and of the shadow of death without any order and where the light is as darkness. See, that particular darkness that Job described is called, that's a particular darkness that's described as darkness as darkness itself. A particular darkness is described as darkness from the shadow of death. See, that particular darkness is where there's so much confusion that Job says, without any order. And, and a particular darkness where, that, where anything in that place that's called or considered light is actually darkness, where the light is as darkness. There's only one description that we can add to that one in, 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 in Job 10.22, and that's it. that is that this darkness is an aggressive darkness. It's like an aggressive metastatic tumor. It's like cancer that's on the run. It's an aggressive darkness. This darkness is a penetrating darkness that breaks through any barriers of resistance, like an invading army would break through barriers of resistance. This darkness is penetrating. This darkness is assaulting. It's an assaulting darkness that destroys as it moves through. And as we consider this particular darkness in the land of Moab, and we think of this darkness of the world that we live in today, that's our darkness. That's the darkness we live in. That's the darkness of our country we live in. It's the darkness of our city. We live in a world that's hostile to God. We, we live in a world that has a particular darkness that's an aggressive darkness. It's a penetrating darkness. It's an it's a assaulting darkness. And, and unless we realize that, unless we understand that, then we're in danger of being overcome by that darkness. See, that darkness, it's all around us. So from these words in verse 6, the Moabitish damsel that came out of the country of Moab, Boaz understood Ruth lived in that land of that particular darkness. 
And being a man of compassion like he was, like we saw, he had the eyes of compassion, he pictures Ruth, the Moabite, in her own land, and, and, and in her land of that particular darkness, and, and he thinks Ruth the Moabite was born and, he, and she lived in that land of darkness. And we can imagine Boaz asking himself the question, why was I so fortunate to have been born in Israel and Ruth so unfortunate to have been born in Moab? Why? Why was my land a land of light as light itself and her land a land of darkness as darkness itself? And by us sitting here in the chapel now and thinking of those, those same thoughts like Boaz was thinking, we, cannot, we can't help but, but ask ourselves the same, same question. Why am I so fortunate to be in Christ this morning here in the chapel? Why? I mean, for some of us, we ask the question that Boaz asked of, of himself. Why was I so fortunate to have been born into a family that loved God or a family of light or, 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 or so many like Ruth? In Moab, born into a godless family, but now have come out of darkness. And, and so then we can see Boaz, and, and he, he takes the next description in his mind of Ruth, Ruth there in, in verse 6, where he, see, he hears, she came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And we can picture Boaz thinking of Ruth. Ruth with Naomi. Those words. Ruth with Naomi. And he's thinking about this, Ruth with Naomi, in verse six. And we can see him picturing in his mind the relationship of Ruth, between Ruth and Naomi. Ruth and Naomi. He hears about Ruth in the context of Naomi. But from those words in verse six, describing Ruth as the one who came back with Naomi out of the country of, of, of Moab, this is sticking in his mind. Came back with Naomi. Ruth came back with Naomi, and he's thinking about this. And from those words, Boaz understood that Naomi brought Ruth out of Moab. Naomi brought Ruth out of Moab. And, that's, and the only reason that Ruth was able to come out of Moab was because there was a Naomi who brought her out of the country of Moab. He's thinking about this. And we can picture Boaz imagining Naomi as saying, at which she comes in, look, everyone, I've brought Ruth with me. Look, everyone, I brought Ruth out of the dark country of Moab. At least he can imagine that. But as we think of Naomi and her coming back into Bethlehem, and she's showing off Ruth the Moabite that she's brought out of this dark country of Moab, as we think of Ruth showing off Ruth as the Moabite she rescued from the dark land of Moab, we think of how wonderful it is for us after passing through death to enter into our heavenly Bethlehem and, and to be to be to be like 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 Naomi saying, look everyone, I brought Sam. I brought Mary out of I, I brought him with me out of the land of darkness into this land of light. Look everyone. Look, look who I have with me. I have Sam, I have Mary. I rescued them from the land of darkness by bringing them into this land of light. But most important of all will be our, the joy that we have when we tell our Lord, when we tell the Lord Jesus Christ, we get to heaven, here, Lord, I brought back Sam or Mary from the land of darkness into this land of darkness. I rescued them for you. And how wonderful to be able to enter into heaven calling out the words of Isaiah 8.18. Behold I 
and the children whom the Lord hath given me. That's wonderful. And when we think of, of how Naomi made Ruth her friend, I mean, Naomi made Ruth her friend. They were friends. And, and because they were friends, Naomi was able to bring her out of darkness into light. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Tomoko and, 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 and how she was just recently saved. And I'm thinking, how, how come she ended up here? Because the Sasakis found her at a park and made her their friend. And, and that's a challenge for us. Because we ask the following questions, you know, like Paul went through, you know, how, how shall they believe unless they hear? Well, let's carry it on a little bit farther. How shall the lost like Ruth hear unless a believing friend like Naomi tells her? And, and, and how shall the lost have a believing friend who tells unless that believing friend reaches out to that lost person to become a friend, walks up to them in the park and, 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 begin, and, 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 and reaches out? As a friend, there's no greater friend than a person who tells a lost person how to be saved. And so as Boaz, as he's thinking about Ruth as the one who came back with Naomi, Boaz is thanking God for Naomi because Boaz understood that if there would have been no Naomi in the land of Moab, there'd be no Ruth coming back to Bethlehem. And, and as Boaz thought about all that terrible famine that caused Ruth to leave Israel from Moab and how Naomi brought back Ruth with her from Moab, then Boaz could see clearly how that terrible famine worked together for good, for Ruth's good. Like it says in Romans 8.28, we know that all things, including famines, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And from seeing that Boaz that could see that the famine that drove Naomi out of, out of Israel resulted in her returning with Ruth, Boaz could see that that famine was just another one of the many. This cometh also, that's described in Isaiah 28, 29. Isaiah 28, 29 says, This also cometh from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel, and excellent in working, excellent in working. We would have thought that a famine in Israel would result in, 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 in something terrible, but who would have thought that a famine in Israel would result in the rescue of a Ruth the Moabite? But that's God who's excellent in working. Putting those two verses together, it, it asks the question, answers the question. We could say in Romans 8, 28, it says, all things work together for good. So now the question's drawn out, drawn out. Why? How? How do all things work together for good? And then Isaiah 28, 29 steps in with the answer when it says, the Lord of hosts is excellent in working. And, and so the famine in Israel that drives Naomi from her homeland into this foreign land of darkness, Moab, it's part of the Romans 8.28. It's part of the all things working together for good that results in the rescue of Ruth the Moabite. See, the famine in Israel that drives Naomi out of her homeland was part of the excellent working of God, of the Lord of hosts. We know that Naomi at the time, she didn't think that way. She didn't see it that way. Do we know at the time, 
she, she, she didn't see that that, that, that that troublesome family that drove her from her homeland was working for good. She didn't see that at all. But later, we'll see a change in Naomi. Because we will see in this book that Naomi will thank God for the troublesome family that drove her out of Bethlehem. See, she complained. Naomi complained about her troubles. And she, she blamed God. As a matter of fact, she said, he's not excellent at working. I'll tell you what he is. She says in, in Ruth 121, I, she says, I went out full, and the Lord, of, the Lord hath brought me home empty. It's blaming God. Why then call you me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me? The Almighty hath afflicted me. Woe is me. That was the Naomi who did not trust that her troubles were the working together for good. See, that was the Naomi who did not see her troubles as part of the excellent working of the Lord of hosts. That was the Naomi that walked by sight. And, but later, those same women in Bethlehem who were just amazed at Naomi's troubles, and they said to her in, in uh, Ruth 1.19, so they, they, they went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, is this Naomi? Those same women, when they watch Naomi take Ruth's baby, which she's going to have with Boaz, and nurse it. Naomi's going to nurse this baby. And they're going to say to her in the last chapter of this book, in Ruth 4, 13 through 16, so Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he had went into her, the Lord gave conception. She bare a son. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee, this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. And he hath been, he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher in thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, which have borne born him. And Naomi took the child, laid it in her bosom, and became nurse unto it. Then Naomi will see that famine was the excellent working of the Lord of hosts that brought Ruth back. As we think about this, Naomi walking by sight and blaming God and complaining about her troubles in, in the first chapter of this book because she refused to believe that her troubles were the working together for good because she refused to believe that God was excellent in working. That was the first chapter in the first chapter of this book, we see the blaming and complaining Naomi. And as we think about the, then the, now the last chapter of this book, and we see a totally different Naomi, one who's praising and worshiping God for her troubles because she saw that her troubles worked together for good because of the awesome, excellent working uh, uh, of God. See, in the last chapter of this book, we see the praising and worshiping, worshiping Naomi. And, and as we think just about the differences between the two Naomi's, you know, the, the Naomi of the first chapter, the Naomi of the last chapter, the first chapter, we saw the Naomi was the blaming and complaining Naomi. In the last chapter, we see she's the praising and the worshiping Naomi. And then we look at our own troubles. We look at our own troubles in our lives, and we hear God asking us today, which chapter is it going to be in your life? Which chapter is it going to be in your life when you're going to change from the blaming and complaining to the praising and worshiping. And we think of the first and last chapters of this book where we see the, this transformation in Naomi from the blaming, complaining to the praising and worshiping, and we hear God say to her, is it gonna have to be the last chapter in your life? 
Does it have to be that way to before this transformation comes? Who controls that? Who controls which chapter in our lives the transformations? We do. We do by our determination to believe that, well, that our troubles are part of the all things that are working together for good to them that love God who called according to his person. We do by our sure determination to believe that our troubles are, Isaiah 28, 29, this, cometh, this also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts, at wonderful in counsel, excellent in working. So, <clears throat> like Ryan prayed, let's determine today that for our troubles, that, we're, that, it's not, that, that, that we've reached the, the final chapter when we're gonna be looking at our troubles as blaming and complaining, and we're gonna look at our troubles as praising and worshiping. And so, we, 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 we look at our, our troublesome health problems in our lives. I have some of those. <laughs> and whatever troublesome problems we have in our lives. And, 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 and even though Naomi was in her blaming and complaining state, Boaz heard those words that Ruth came back with Naomi. And Boaz realized that there'd no Naomi from Bethlehem and Moab, Moab, there'd be no Ruth from Moab and Bethlehem. And so when Boaz heard those words in verse six that, that Ruth came back with Naomi, he saw that Naomi was sent by God to Moab to bring back Ruth. Naomi was from Bethlehem and left Bethlehem and then came back to Bethlehem with Ruth. And, and then we, 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 we restate that statement, just what I said. Naomi was from Bethlehem and Naomi left Bethlehem and came back to Bethlehem with Ruth. And, and now we plug in the meaning of the word Bethlehem, which is house of God, house of bread. House of bread, Bethlehem means house of bread. So then Naomi was from the house of bread, and she left the house of bread, and then came back to the house of bread with Ruth. See? And that's exactly what God wants to see in our lives. Here's this chapel. What is this chapel? What are we doing here? We are feasting on the word of God for our souls. And, and this chapel is a house of bread. This chapel is a Bethlehem. And so God wants us to be like Naomi, to be fed in this chapel, this house of bread with the word of God. Then like Naomi, God wants us to leave our chapel, Bethlehem, and go out and find a lost Ruth and bring her back to our Bethlehem. Right, Dave Hall? <laughs> That's exactly what Dave has done. Just like Naomi, Dave left his Beth, this Bethlehem house of bread and went into his Moab called City Park downtown and found Shauna, who's Ruth, <laughs> and brought her back to this Bethlehem house of bread. And, and when we look at verse six and think about those words, came back with Naomi, we see those words are telling us Naomi came back with Ruth. And that draws us to the compare, verse six, with, with Ruth 121, when, when, when Naomi said, I went out full, the Lord brought me back home again empty. So don't call me Naomi, call me, uh, the Lord has testified against me and, and the Almighty has afflicted me. See, it, verse six is telling us that the reality that Naomi came back with, 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 with Ruth, that's reality. Reality was Naomi came back with Ruth. But Ruth 121 tells us Naomi said that she came back with nothing, with empty. 
emptiness. Should have made Ruth feel real self-esteem there. <laughs> but Naomi said she left Bethlehem full and returned with nothing. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.